This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you. Yeah, that's right. You, through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who. That's our Patreon, where pretty much every Sunday you get this all over again. You get a whole bonus episode. (laughs) 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 Jesus. A little dry bit in my throat there. Oh, boy. A little bonus episode. Yeah, you get this level of professional radio quality podcasting every Sunday because you become a member of something called the Town Watch. If you give it the 5 or $10 a month level, that $10 a month level also gets you a sticker in the mail every month because you become a member of the Says Who Sticker Club. What a great club. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Says Who. You okay, Dan? I'm fine. Dan, Dan, I have been reading and writing up an absolute goddamn storm. Well, that's fun. My brain... I feel like some of the COVID brain fog, it's dissipating. Okay. And then my brain said, we have we have to make up for lost time. Yeah. And everything. I was like, oh, is this how I felt before? I think this is how I felt before. Okay. Maybe even slightly improved. Well, that's great. So it's summer. You may be reading books. Mm-hmm. I cannot beg you enough. <laughs> Perhaps you would like the Truly Devious series. Or maybe something I wrote a long time ago, like the name of the star of the Shades of London series. Uh, I wrote all kinds of stuff. And let me say this. Can I say one more thing, Dan? Yeah. If you go onto any site and leave a review about a book, well, then just bless you, because that is how books get seen. Mm-hmm. Truly. I'm just, I'm begging you. I'm begging you. This is desperate. This sounds thirsty. You know what I mean? It's fine. You I don't said mind. any site. I leave Listen, book reviews on Yelp. Yeah. Just Put in places in a, they're not supposed to be. Gas station review. Like yeah. Also. No books here. Let me tell you about Maureen Johnson's book. Listen, you guys are my ambassadors into the world. <laughs> I'm entrusting every single one of you with the task. No pressure. Of helping your old friend, MJ. <laughs> well, if you want to go to a site where you can leave reviews. Please help me. Please help me. <laughs> can always go to kickbezosintheballs.org. That's our own little bookshop on the internet where you can quickly order Maureen's books or my book or uh, things we've mentioned on the podcast or any other book that you want. Pretty much any other book that you want, at least. That's at kickbezosintheballs.org. Hey, if you're going on the internet and buying things, you can also go to merch.sayswhopodcast.com. Guess what that sells? In addition, you can go to shop.dansinker.com. That's my own little storefront where I sell one patch. I was supposed to be selling two patches by now, but mysteriously the second one has not yet shown up, so that feels great. Anyway, shop.dansinker.com. Dan, today here in America, well, you're seeing this on the, well, you're probably hearing this on the 5th, but we've just passed the 4th of July where we celebrate living in the best country on earth, where we celebrate our independence, where we celebrate how a bunch of dudes who know ev- who knew that the pinnacle of human knowledge came together and created something completely infallible. And they all signed this bunch of dudes, a couple of in- holders of, you know, own some enslaved persons. You know, like they, look, the greatest pinnacle of human knowledge, Dan, came together and now we got to follow exactly what they said forever. And happy Independence Day. It's all going great. Yay. It's great. Fireworks. 
Oh, it's so good. Everybody party. Come on, get happy. Hold hands. Look at the fireworks. Eat a hot dog or a veggie dog. That's what I would eat. Dan? I I guess. It's a coping strategy. I am Dan Sinker. I'm Lorraine Johnson. You're not at your home. No. I didn't know this. I'm in Philly and my hair's wet. Just You're washed it. You're in Philly and your hair's wet. I sure am. I'm in Philly where the Moms for Liberty are. Perfect. Oh, that's right. I did know you were going to Philly. Yeah. I didn't know you were still going to be in Philly. Yeah, I'll be here for a couple more days. That's I never fun. go for just a day or two because it's... You know, I gotta, it's always like, if we're going to do come down, it's for, you know, four or five days, sometimes yeah. six days. So. Well, look at that. Little change of pace. Yep. I'm in the room with the many cats meow village. Yeah. Little ding dongs in the background. Little, Little ding dongs in the background? I don't know. Like my hair's so wet. Did you take a shower or is it raining? No, I took a shower, but apparently we had big storms last night. We had... The fucking motherload of storms yesterday. Holy cow! It we where where I am at, we only got like three or four inches of rain, which it was like, oh well, you didn't get it that bad. Other places got like nine inches of rain in a few hours. It was bananas. We were um we were originally yesterday supposed to go down, bring some stuff to our trailer in anticipation of rolling out this summer. And uh, we loaded up the car in the rain. We started driving in the rain. We were like, well, this is going to lighten up, I'm sure. And we got about 20 minutes down the road and we were like, we should not be going any further and turned around and drove back. And by the afternoon, the highway we were on was impassable and a whole bunch of other things. So we made the right call. But boy, it was a it was a wet one yesterday, Maureen Johnson. It was just thick here, but apparently it stormed during the night. Okay. But I'm looking out at the beautiful green. You know, Dan, I've told you many times that when I come down to this neighborhood, I see, I've seen a couple things, Dan. Mm-hmm. On the first night, my mother persuaded me to come with her to a community meeting. Yeah. Because there is a developer that purchased a very beautiful plot of land in our town. Okay. That is long beloved by our town. Okay. It's like our only beautiful green space, but it it has a lot of significance. It's on a hill. Okay. And the town couldn't stop it from being sold. They couldn't afford it, and they 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 had no reason to stop the developer. And the developer is trying to build like a billion houses on this very small okay place. And they're very antagonistic toward the town. And there's now a series of hearings to try to see what the developer can do because the developers, it turns out. Turns out developers aren't aren't cool people. Their lawyers yeah. are nightmares. Mm-hmm. And they hadn't even done the math correctly on some of these things. And I heard the first testimony from the town side where an engineer came in and said, you have underestimated the amount of rain flow that you're going to send down the hill oh, into yeah. the town by 40 to 80%. Oh, perfect. And there's only one storm drain in the whole town to cover it all. <laughs> okay. So, Basically, this because of the way it's structured, um, it's essentially going to flood the town like in the movie Parasite. Oh, that's fun. And these aren't affordable houses. These are like McMansions. Right. 
So these are big, stupid McMansions that will flood a less expensive town below. Perfect. Along with other problems. That sounds like a little metaphor for uh, life. Yeah. So well, the town though, is, has organized a pretty robust defense. Okay. Including my mother who's out there every time with her hand on her hip and her notes in her hand. Well, there you go. That'll do you it. Don't, you don't fuck with my mom. She keeps the receipts. And she's also, uh, she's very much always been involved in the town. And like, she knows a lot about flooding. She knows a lot about water levels and rainfall and like, and, um, What's you know she's a she's a an, she's an emergency contact for the town so she really does know what she's talking about so okay um she's a she's an emergency contact for the town like if the town gets lost at the zoo they call no if the town gets is about to be flooded there's a gauge oh, okay. uh, and they can alert that the that certain levels have been hit and that the town uh-huh. is in danger of flooding because this town floods Dan it oh. floods a lot well, that sounds street, nice. The street has been underwater many times. There, the water has visited our house more times I can, than I can count. It has completely filled the basement level before and come up to the kitchen. Fun. It's touched the kitchen and never really, I've never seen it in my life come into the kitchen. Okay. But it has completely taken out the lower level of the house. Well, that's, That was the time I told you. During a hurricane, I slept on the floor because we were moving furniture till four in the morning. And I finally just decided to fall asleep on the floor with my feet by the door. Okay. And if the water hit my feet, it would wake me up and I would know to keep, Hopefully. keep doing, <laughs> keep moving. Well, that's And a, I listened that's to great. the sound of the hot tub below and the furniture hitting the roof, like the ceiling below my head, <laughs> just bobbing and smacking. Yeah. Well, so what if, a what a fun and festive way to start this episode of Says Who. So if they build this development, the town will flood from two sides. Oh, well, it's, at least it's equal then. And they will essentially be destroying like several. So really it is not, it's not a question of like affordable housing because it was affordable housing would be like, find a way. But this right. is like unwanted, stupidly, overly expensive. And they're asking right. ridiculous prices for these, for very right. small houses that will destroy the lower well, price now, down below Now it. that they know it's the only part of town that won't flood, they can really up jack yeah. up the price. Oh, believe me, they're going to be like, you're going to love the big new creek we're building below you. Welcome to Dryville. They're building a swamp, really. But yes, they had underestimated. They'd done the math so wrong they were 40 to 80% off. Well, there you go. God bless America. But local organization has pushed back. In fact, they were heard to say that they had never received this much pushback ever. Okay. So it may actually impact this, and it may help. Well, Local organizations where it's at, Dan. I love it. Bring it on. Bring it on. We are recording this episode on the 3rd of July. You are hearing this episode on the 5th of July, a rare episode of Says Who that is not recorded the day before you hear it. And that's because it is the most important holiday of the year tomorrow, yeah. not the 4th of July. No. But my kid's birthday. Little guy. Turns eight. He's not wow. a little guy anymore. He's still a little He's guy. big. Eight is big. Eight feels mm-hmm. big to me. I'm excited. He probably still wants to do the pants dance. He'd probably do the pants dance. He's up for anything, really. He's pretty cute. He's extremely cute. And it's going to be fun. I'm excited. I'm excited. I like, 
I feel like with with little kids, seven to like ten is like the super sweet spot where they're fun. They're very funny. They figured out how to be funny. They are up for anything. They're it's good. I like it. Eight's a good age. I'm excited for him to be eight. Dan, I remember sitting at a pan with you and you said, we're going to have a baby again. <laughs> what was the words you said? Pan-quetanian. Oh, okay. I was like, the fuck are you saying? Yeah, that's right. That, yeah, was anyway. when, uh, that was when I would often have work in New York and we yep. would uh, go out to eat, but we would exclusively eat at La Pan-quetanians for some reason. I think because there was one and they've closed it that had this amazing outdoor balcony. That's true. There were, that one did have a very nice balcony, but we went and to multiple. Was, they were always different. Yeah, it, I, it was because it was easy to meet people there and know that there would be a table. And also right. you could hear other, if you needed to talk to someone, you knew you'd be able to hear them. That's true. That's that was true. why it was always like if they just wanted coffee, it was fine. But if they were like, no, I actually want to meet you for lunch, that was fine. Like it was, right. you could you could adjust it for size. Totally. Yeah. I like it. Size adjustable. Yeah, it you, doesn't feel like adjustable. that long ago. But it turns yeah. out it was more than eight years ago because he's turning eight. I'm Damn. excited. <sighs> well, it's also one, the, a, a rare time that we are not on the road for his birthday. So... This coming weekend, he is actually going to have a like birthday party for friends. And this is the first friend party he has ever wow. had, actually. Wow. Because usually we're on the road. And COVID. And yeah, and then COVID. So he's like over the moon excited about that. I am planning a friend party for my father for his birthday. Yeah. He's a big birthday coming up and... The day I arrived, not only did I go to the community meeting, but an hour before that, I went to the restaurant and confirmed everything and said, yep, we're going to have this party here. Got the invites printed in like two minutes. Boom. I had those invites. I was like, go on Staples website, blah, 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 plan them, print. They called me an hour later. Here's your invites. Great. Go. Let's go. I like the the modern world of being able to send documents to get printed at a yep. big box office supply store and it is always extraordinarily rapid or yeah. often extraordinarily rapid yeah they called me several times the woman was like did i already call you i was like yep you <laughs> called me a half hour ago like uh chop chop dexy has re-entered the chat okay did you have a good walk dex she loves it here let me just yeah. emphasize that this dog is all goofy smiles, tongue yep. hanging out sideways, covered in ticks. We keep picking ticks off of her. Oh, that's fun. That's we fun. have to do a tick check every time, but yeah. she is just being a natural dog. Let me let me let you in on a little secret, Maureen. What? She could have that every day. Mm. If you just lived somewhere with a yard. I heard they're building, there won't be any yards, but they're building this thing up there and for... Uh, for twice what any of the other houses cost, I can have no space in there a weird uh, McMansion and well, flood mean, everyone below me. Uh, allow your mind to wander to perhaps not your childhood home. I keep but, thinking about that barn I saw in Massachusetts. Yeah, get that shit. Think of think of Dexy. Dexy oh. could just have full run of that the acreage. She would be happy. Yeah, she would I be love, happy. Her joy is absolutely contagious here. 
she just gets in the big field and like the big goofy pity smile comes out like a grin that's all the way and she just starts sort of prancing oh she's just so happy see i love it just be her every day yeah you could go out to the writing barn and get some writing done she just runs around rolling in comes back she just naps because she's so happy and she's worked out all over you know she's so happy oh dan everything's great well i'm glad to hear it there's nothing I, wrong. When we're done recording, I get to go to the vet and pick up more diarrhea medicine. Oh, good. Yeah. For first round, diarrhea medicine didn't do much. So now apparently we're going harder core. Our Dan, dog I've, is uh, a lot. I've done that more times than I can count. Yeah. The metronide is all root and the, yeah. She had some kind of powder. Yep, Thailand, I believe. No, it was it was like a dewormer situation. Oh yeah, the ones that come in the little little pouches, like a pouch. You had a pouch, and that has worked before, but this time did not work. So Mm. moving on to the next thing. Love it. Well, Dan, I'm just happy that we have only good news to report. Hey, hey, hey! It is. We're only 18 minutes into this thing. Don't move us to the news yet. Come on now. What do you, Dan. What what do you want to you want to do this to people? You don't want to ding. ding. And that's when you Dan start doing the news. No, I don't want to do the news. We have to talk about what happens. Weekend. I mean, we do have to talk about what happens, but usually we do that about 30 minutes in. What do you got somewhere to be? Yeah. 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 You Why look just... a little you lo- look a little desperate, Dan. You have a slightly well it's that i don't necessarily want to get into it because the news this week is about how the supreme court are absolute 100 fucking percent pieces of shit not all of them i mean as i said that i realized in fact there is a percentage amount that one can compute they are what 70 percent pieces of shit yeah in in a really profound way yeah. Yeah. In the final days of this term, this term, which one might as well point out, is exactly one year after they ended Roe v. Wade. In the final days of this term, they made it legal for businesses uh-huh. to discriminate against LGBTQ folks. They ended affirmative action in the college application process. And just to keep on the college theme, they shit canned Biden's student loan debt forgiveness plan. All in like four days. That was yeah. great. That was really wonderful. Yeah. It's just like you couldn't even recover from one before it was like, oh, here's another fucking body blow. Well, and also the the very strange thing, aside from the evil thing, but the strange thing about the discrimination against LGBTQ yeah. uh, people is that the case is made up. Right. Wasn't real. Yeah. Wasn't a real client that that asked somebody. This person claimed that these people asked them to make a website. Mm-hmm. And he, they didn't want to do it because yeah. they were LGBTQ. And yeah. uh, they didn't. That's not real. It was a weird hypothetical. Fun. That's fun. I, yeah. It is, uh, it is maddening. It was a, such a fucking let's just kick 
you and kick you again and kick you again kind of week from those motherfuckers in the Supreme Court. It's worth remembering in moments like this that three of these fucks were appointed by Donald Trump. Neil Gorsuch should have been an Obama appointment, but Mitch McConnell sat on it for a fucking year. Amy Coney Barrett was confirmed one week before the 2020 election. (laughs) And, you know, Brett Kavanaugh is a fucking accused racist, but at least he was in the middle of the term. So I guess that one counts. Right. But racist or sexual offender. Did I say racist? Yes. I meant rapist. But hey, you know. I mean, Probably a racist too. I mean, it, it, it's not a it's not a zero chance. Yeah, not a zero chance. Not a zero chance. Anyway, two of those three really shouldn't be there at all, and then the third one also shouldn't be there at all, but for at least a different reason. Right. <sighs> not to mention, Maureen. In the last few months, we've learned that both Claris Thomas and Samuel Alito the sort of ultra-conservative arm of this whole party, have been getting trips and favors from billionaires without disclosing those gifts. Clarence Thomas, this has been happening for two decades, where he's been getting gifts uh, in the form of vacations, overnight stays, private jet trips, yacht cruises, all financed by a uh, billionaire named Harlan Crow, which sure feels like one of those, like, if you wrote that into a screenplay, they'd ask you to do a rewrite on the villain name. Right. Crow's companies have also bought property from from Clarence Thomas in, in, in the home where his elderly mother still lives was fixed up. Crow's company paid companies pay the taxes on it. It's unclear if Clarence Thomas's mother actually pays rent. They also pay the tuition of a, uh, he also pays the tuition of Clarence Thomas nephew's boarding school which I always thought like, oh, well, that's kind of weird. Also, why are you paying the nephew's boarding school? But it turns out they have raised this kid since he was like six, Clarence Thomas has. So they like, at, quote, as a son, according to Clarence Thomas. So all of that shit paid for by Harlan Crow. And now we've also learned, thanks to ProPublica, who figured out the other one too, that Samuel Alito has gotten trips from a different conservative billionaire named Paul Singer. Both of these uh, people have not disclosed this, uh, despite the fact that they are supposed to be disclosing gifts above $400. But here's the interesting thing. While every other branch of government, Maureen, has an ethics rule, the Supreme Court does not. So it's all very wishy-washy, apparently, what they are and aren't supposed to disclose. I One time a friend of mine uh, started working for the government and... uh, he he had been working in journalism and then he went to work for uh, one of the digital services in the in the U.S. government. And he came to a conference like a journalism conference because it had only been a few few weeks or a few months or something like that. And I was like, oh, great. Here, let's go out for breakfast. I ran a journalism nonprofit at the time. I was like, I'll buy you breakfast. And he was like, you cannot buy me breakfast. Yeah. Because uh, the amount of paperwork that I would need to fill out is too much. Mm-hmm. I don't need you to buy me breakfast. I will pay the $16 breakfast or whatever it was. Like, it was no money. But he was like, nope, sorry, ethics rules. I can't do it. It's a gift, right? 
These dudes are fucking flying all over the goddamn world. Yeah. From people who have standing in front of the court. Don't have to declare it. Dan. I remember saying not that long ago to Trump loving relative, I'm like, sometimes, you know, I'm like, we've seriously considered maybe living somewhere else. You know, I have a husband who's not American. Yeah. And he was like, why would you do that? This is the best country. I'm like, no, you can't just go around saying that. You just, you can't just say it. I know it's the thing you feel the need to say. Yeah. He's like, where are you going to move to? North Korea? And I said, or, or China? And I said, the choices are not North Korea or China. Yeah. It's not like if I don't live here, I have to go to North Korea. <laughs> but it just shows, it's just that it's an automatic, like it's a, it was drilled into me when I was a kid. Yeah. It took me years to realize how much it had been drilled into me and how much trouble I thought I would get into if I didn't say it. Right. I point to again the fact that I spent indoor recess sitting at my desk writing patriotic poetry. <laughs> yeah, you did. That I remember one line, the good I old want, US. I, I want you to find it all. What a uh, perfect opportunity. You're at home. It's the 4th of July. I, I don't think I still have it, but I remember one line. I, again, I'm probably in fifth grade, Dan. Mm-hmm. The good old USA, compare if you must, but to say there w- it, that there is greater would be quite unjust. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Just sitting inside writing patriotic poetry. (laughs) (coughs) Wow. Yeah. That was me, Dan. That was you. That was not me. When I when I went to the community meeting, it started with the Pledge of Allegiance and everybody had to stand up and do the Pledge of Allegiance. That's fun. And I got up, but I didn't do it. And I kind of looked around nervously like, anyone here going to kill me if I don't do this? Am I going to get hit in the back of the head if I don't do this? Because I'm not doing it. But it's the kind of thing that in, in this town that would be like, a, oh, who we got here? Who we got what? here? All of, I meant like that's, they would be noticing me, Dan. They would oh. be noticing me and saying, <laughs> The way we you got said here. it, you threw me. I was like, oh, did somebody just walk in the room? Why, yes, Dan. It's, um, uh, I've forgotten the name of every person in the world. There are birds outside, though, Dan. Oh, well, that's Beautiful nice. Beautiful little finches. See how you made us talk about the news so soon? Yeah. And now you're just like, I don't know, they're birds. I love birds. Birds are cool, Dan. My mom is about 19 feeders out there. They're great. They don't know. They don't know what's going on. They don't know any of this shit. No, they don't. I saw a thing uh, speaking back to the Supreme Court and about, you know, uh, shittiness. It's like there was something like, you know, if you're if you're wondering why the next 40 years are terrible, here's why, you know, because of these people. Sometimes. And again, I feel like this stems from going to Catholic school where I first learned about doctrines of infallibility. Yeah. And. Oh, there's someone fishing in our backyard. <laughs> oh, he's going down to Snake Town. I saw someone snorkeling in our backyard, and I was like, oh, boy. Maybe they were a snake wrangler. Oh, boy. They, they seriously are. 
Like they're going to go, well, they want to meet the snakes at their level. Can't imagine that you could see much snorkeling in a semi-urban river. Uh, no, it's pretty clear. Okay. It's much clearer than it was when I was a kid. When I was a kid, it was, you know, radioactive and glowing and full of refrigerators. But now yeah. it's a little bit clearer. Okay. But Dan, it's this idea that I, I feel like I've, it took me a lot to hone in on what was inside of me. Because, okay. you know, there's, I was raised with many little monsters. I was raised with many things that were put into my system because, you know, a lot of us, like, we have to you find all this. And it's this idea of infallibility. It's this idea that we created these documents 200 years ago by a bunch of dudes that couldn't be wrong. And now we got to live with this, these, this shit they made forever, yeah. no matter what it does to us. Yep. And then we have to continually recite until our te until our jaw locks in place that this is the best place there is. Yeah. Because if you say otherwise, someone's going to punch you. Yeah. Yeah. I often think, and I may have even talked about this before, but uh, when I think about the idea of like, oh, you know, this thing that was written 200 whatever years ago, uh, how perfect it is and we're supposed to just follow it, you know, according to law. I think about the fact that I believe it was George Washington who died because they he was sick and they fucking bled him to death. Yes, Dan, I, would you like to know about that? Uh, please. He went out and got a cold. He went out in the afternoon, it was raining, and he got an infection. Yeah. And he wasn't well, and they called for the doctor. And they bled him so hard. Like, they took pints of blood from him. Yeah. Not just a little bit. It was something... It was something like half his blood. Like they took so much blood. Yeah. And then they were, someone came to try to revive him when okay. he was dead. His body was, I think it was frozen because it was cold out. And they said, <laughs> sure. maybe we can get there. I think they were going to put like sheep's blood in him to try to Why bring not? him back. They, yeah. Someone had this thing that they thought that they could revive him. So basically they wanted to create a zombie Washington. They wanted to make George Washington. Ah, I, George Washington. George Washington. Got it. Screenshotted. There we go. George Washington. Okay. Yeah, we've got it. I'm into it. But you know, it's Washington. Oh, okay. What I'm saying, Dan, is we're really getting hammered. By a bunch of people that we've basically installed a bunch of kings. Yeah. Yeah. They can never be, they can never leave, or they can leave, it's just they can never be fired. Right. They can't be fired. They apparently can't uh, ever do anything unethical or more, they can't get in trouble for doing things that yep. are unethical. They is, can't be fired. Um, that, they yeah. can't, they can't be fired. They can't get in trouble. Yeah. And they'll ultimately decide everything. Yeah, fun. And six of them are pieces of shit. Some yeah. of those six are quite old, but are they going to be, you know, kicking off in the next two years? Probably not. We made poor Ruth Bader Ginsburg work out with a personal trainer, and she was 112. Yeah, she she's maybe like, should have retired a little earlier. <laughs> that would have been helpful. Well. But... So it goes. 
Anyway. So it goes. Anyway, Maureen, speaking of pieces of shit. Okay. Elon Musk <sighs> may have finally actually killed off Twitter this weekend. <sighs> I know we've said this before. It somehow continues to be sort of the zombie version of the thing we all knew and loved at one point. But this weekend, randomly on July 1st, he announced that they were going to be implementing rate limits on viewing and reading tweets. Originally, it was if you were not a logged in user of Twitter, you couldn't see anything. If you were a new but non-paying user of Twitter, you would only be able to read 300 tweets. I believe the second level of non-paying user got to see maybe 600. And then if you paid, you got to see a whopping 6,000 tweets. He then quickly changed that to like 8,000 and 10,000 for the paying people and a few hundred more for everyone else. But boy, that was fucking stupid. Dan... Nah, I've been a long time, long time, both of us, long time Twitter devotees. Oh, yeah. We know it's dying. Yeah. You've basically, I'm still there, Dan. Yeah. Um, now, Dan, if you create a site, and again, I'm not the specialist in this. I'm just looking for your opinion here. Do you, do you want to, say you have a site and you have ads and you have users and your site is entirely driven by content. Yeah. People looking at things. Yeah. Do you want to do a thing where no one can see anything? Yeah, it does seem um, adverse to the idea. I had read somewhere that they had a contract with Google, maybe using some Google servers that expired on June 30th. Yeah. That they had not renewed. Yeah, I mean, it seems that 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 is correct. We are recording this before Casey Newton, who is the best tech reporter on the Twitter beat, has he did not work this weekend uh, or at least did not publish this weekend. So he will almost certainly have a more in-depth analysis of all of this. But it does seem there had been reporting ahead of this that um, Twitter had a rather large contract with Google for servers and and uh, APIs and things like that. And uh, I believe it was a $1 billion bill that they were not paying <laughs> And so uh, June 30th, at least this is my understanding, that was when that uh, mm. that bill went uh, unpaid and when Google canceled whatever it was they were doing. This is on top of, I believe, they were also not paying their Amazon bills for a while, uh, which is another bit of server infrastructure. And they had killed off a bunch of their server infrastructure earlier this year. So it does seem like it, the mother of all coincidences, if in fact this unpaid infrastructure bill and the fact that suddenly they had to massively uh, pull back on how this, uh, how this stuff worked. I've read a few theories that it was um, largely driven by the fact that they suddenly rate limited all of this stuff, including for non-logged in people and they were blocking non-logged in people. What that meant was the, you know, millions of embedded tweets that exist across the internet were suddenly all hitting a limit that they hadn't thought about um, at the time. And so uh, they were sort of running a DDoS attack on themselves, essentially, uh, which is a lot of fun. 
anyway, <sighs> so I have mostly left Twitter. I have not found anywhere that I enjoy much. Uh, everywhere is fine, I would say. Um, is this the thing that finally pushes you off? No, I, I will. I will stay until it falls out from under me. Probably, <laughs> I will say that. Um, a lot of my replies are just porn now. Yeah. So there's yeah. always one reply that's just porn, which yeah. didn't happen before. Right. And obviously, the blue check thing has created the the inevitable result, which is that. Only weird edgelords have checks aside from a handful of other people yeah. that have randomly been given checks. And so whenever anything happens, you're inundated by a bunch of edgelords saying edgelordy things. Yeah. It also just does weird random stuff. Like the other day, it only gave me my entire training list was in Japanese. Yeah. So I was like, I don't speak Japanese. I think it thinks I'm somewhere else. And... I couldn't undo it. It just gave me Japanese. Um, and, you know, it randomizes where the tree, it, it seems like the, everything's in a random order. It's yeah. still, that it's still working at all seems to be a marvel that those last remaining people and servers are being stuck together with duct tape. Yeah. It does seem to be that that's part of what caused this weekend's calamity is the duct tape began to fray. I imagine that somewhere inside of Google is a one, this one great person. He's got an aviator cap on and goggles. Mm -hmm. He's working in a completely dark sub, sub, sub basement full of a big beep, boop, 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 boop computers. <laughs> it looks like doo -doo, boop, 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 with like reel to reel. And he, you can just about see the outline of him in the corner. And you, if you go down with our, we go down with our flashlights and we like, hey, are you Twitter guy? And he peers out and he says, who's asking? <laughs> we say, we, we, we still want to use this and it's full of edgelords and porn. I'm, and he says, I'm trying my best. Old Bessie here. And he pats one of the computers and goes, beep boop, covered in duct tape. One of them isn't even a computer. It's a Diet Pepsi dispensing machine. <laughs> <laughs> He's dragging in washing machines. He's like dragging in other pieces of equipment. It's like a weird junkyard down there. He's installed computer bits into. There's a microwave oven over there. <laughs> He's like, I'm keeping it going as best I can. I'm good Twitter. I'm still under here. <laughs> By God, I'll keep it running as long as I can. Now, excuse me. I got to go turn a refrigerator into a server. Now, excuse me. I just got an email. I've been fired. Oh, I think that guy was fired a long time ago and he's still working. The most interesting thing to me about this weekend's latest Twitter mishaps are technically Elon Musk is no longer the CEO of Twitter. Yeah. He named he former he NBC advertising exec Linda Yaccarino just a few weeks ago. She did not say a single thing all weekend like, what is her job? What's she up to? If he's the guy kind of announcing these arbitrary rules and then changing them and and she's just saying nothing the whole time, I would be surprised if she is here by the end of the month. 
Dan, oh, there's the Fisher guy. I there's so many low points in Twitter, but I still feel the absolute lowest was the days that he reinstated Trump and then was so thirsty for Trump to come back that he was posting obscene cartoons of a woman holding up yeah. her bare butt with a little Twitter sign over an important part. Yeah. And that he, I, I said, I don't, I don't really think we get, I don't think in terms of conversation, we're going to get much worse than that. Yeah. It's just basically been on that level since then. And it's, I don't know. Do you think it can be saved? Could Is there any chance? I don't think so. I don't think at this point. You know, I think that the, you know, there's a, there was a general thought at some point that he might get bored of it, that, you know, he might just, you know, palm it off to someone else. Um, at this point, it seems that there is almost no institutional memory there whatsoever, right? So even if it were to get sold, or if he were to suddenly just walk away from it and let Linda Yaccarino hire new people and all of that, like there's nobody that actually knows how it all works, you know, and as bills continue to go unpaid, they just got evicted from their Boulder, Colorado offices, I believe, for not paying rent. Um, I know that there is a lot of question as to whether they're going to get kicked out of their San Francisco offices soon. Um, again, for not paying rent. So as bills go unpaid, whether it's uh, physical space bills like that or whether it's server infrastructural bills, like more and more things start to just fall off the plane, you know, and eventually, like, can it be saved? Like, it's just sort of a few people in seats hurtling through the sky just because of the inertia of the speed with which they were traveling initially, right? Like, I don't think, I think at this point it can't be saved. I think at this point it's, it's, it is broken beyond repair. And even if somebody came in and fixed it, it was like, it's, it's, it's fixed. Yeah. I made it like it was. Right. Could it be, would people come back? Well, and I think that there's a, there's a larger existential question that I have been wrestling with ever since I sort of weaned myself off of it. Mm -hmm. which is why did I want this? Mm -hmm. Like uh, I joined Mastodon a while ago. Mastodon, I think I have said many times, it's just like, uh, feels like a piece of white toast or something. Uh, I am on blue sky, which certainly has a little bit more fun to it, but still I, I struggle with remembering why I did it, right? Like, I think that a number of people have referred to either of those as like, oh, it kind of feels like Twitter methadone, right? Like, mm. it ends the addiction. And to me, it's like just just leaving it initially kind of exploded the addiction to me, like exploded the like, oh, I need to be on this all the time, right? Like any of these services that they do not have a critical mass where you are getting anything you need from it the way Twitter sort of did at the end, whether that was entertainment, whether that was news, whether that was anything. So the, the compulsion to continually refresh is not there, right? And as the compulsion to continually refresh leaves, the compulsion to continually add to that, to be a thing that people want to refresh, uh, leaves as well. And then you're just sort of set with like, I guess it's fun to crack a joke every now and like, I don't, I often am like, what would I put here? 
which is weird because mm. I was a very, very heavy user of this service. But I, I have a theory that the sort of what ultimately is a blip in time of the decade or whatever that Twitter was doing its thing. Uh, I just think that that, it, that time might be over. Yeah, it's you know? over. What because I, rebuilding is impossible, right? Like rebuilding because Twitter grew very organically for a very long period of that time, right? Um, and now you have to start where it ended, you know? And that just feels very, very difficult to build, you know? Um, and in terms of scale, in terms of moderation, in terms of safety, in terms of all of this stuff, you have to essentially create a very sophisticated and mature system that is very hard to build from jump. I had two primary needs with it. And um, one was, it was where I found out what was going on. Yeah. It was a pretty good way of saying the main thing that had happened today or something. Yeah. Totally. Or letting you know about some other thing that maybe would have not been yeah. talked about. Absolutely. And so that's what I look at. I'm like, what's going on? And that's really where I was looking for information. Not great, but that, you know, it was at least yeah. some kind of filter. And the totally. second, but the more important was the community. Right. Meeting people. And that's how I met you. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's how I've met and talked to so many people. And I, I particularly like just putting some words down. And yeah. talking. Yeah. Um, formats that are more video-based um, require... I don't like being on camera that much. Right. But um, I love words. <coughs> right. And people being able to respond in real time with more words yeah. appealed to me. Totally. Um, so, and there'll be something else. There'll be loads of other things. Right. I will miss it because it's like... But I'm, you know, making sure I'm like... I want to keep, you know, all my conversations and my friends and like, do we all know where everybody is? Like, right. Right. make sure everybody's got numbers, you know, like let's, let's, but I then I me, will, I will stand there. It's on, I'm on a, on a deck underneath is all fire. For some reason, this little, this little platform I'm on is still riding on top of fire. Yeah. And I'll be there going, okay, have I got your content? You're going I just, everybody cool. Like I just make sure everybody, we're all in touch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think to me, the biggest thing is that with Twitter, everyone, and I say that with giant quotes around everyone, because Twitter actually was very small <laughs> comparatively to things like Facebook and right. actual life and shit like that. Um, but the idea that kind of, quote unquote, everyone was there, right? Like that to me, I think, I don't think necessarily the sort of like, little bits of typed communication is ending, but the idea that that's all happening in one place, I mm. think is, is done in large part, because again, like you have what 150, 200,000 followers or something like that, like the rebuilding that and is very hard, you know, and rebuilding a follower list of, of, a few decades just doesn't happen overnight, you know, and especially as people are, are split up and going in different places. So it just, to me, it feels like that stuff is done. The thing that is hard for me as somebody that does 
independent work. You know, Twitter is where I get work, you know, like that has been true for a long time. And it's true with authors, anyone with anything to promote, you know, like that is where you promote it. But like for me, launching a new thing and not having Twitter as sort of the de facto, well, tens of thousands of people are going to see this. Mm -hmm. uh, It makes it very hard to launch new things. It does. You know, that is extremely true for many, many, many people doing um, doing independent work now. Like, it's just decimated. It's very hard to do. There's nowhere that replaces it, you know? And it's fine, as I have, to say, like, well, own your shit, you know? But, like, that requires people going to your shit, you yeah. know? Like, it's uh, it's hard and very frustrating. To just well, have all of that get exploded because some fucking yes. dumbass dude was yes. a dumbass. Yeah, some guy who was a billionaire who inherited a du- an emerald mine. Yeah. And I mean, what did he make? PayPal? Yeah. Well, he didn't make PayPal. He or was a later. He ran. He was a later addition to PayPal um, and was involved and apparently by some discussions just had a bunch of dumbass ideas. So Elon Musk, back in like 2001, he joined PayPal because he had started an online bank that he had named X.com and PayPal acquired that. Right. And he has stuck with this fucking X name so spacex is called that because of this x.com technically now twitter like when he acquired twitter he was like twitter is going to become x the everything app like he has been obsessed for fucking 20 plus years now with this x name and x app and uh and named his child x something like yeah like fucking weirdo like it was a so when PayPal acquired X or whatever, he had like all these big ideas and blah, blah, blah. And everyone was like, these are bad ideas, dude. And but he is fucking stuck with this shit. And that's like one of the things that he wanted to turn Twitter into was like a bank, basically. But instead, he's turning it into nothing. Dan, fucking. there are two core beliefs that raised in a conservative area that I realized this week very much are being... Not that I hold them still, just like that they yeah. would have been challenges. One is that the best system on earth, infallible system of American government doing a great job at everything. Two, that the rich people that are rich business people deserve to be where they are because they yeah. are smart. Yeah. And their yeah. ideas are good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that, well, well, they must, you know, that that's that, well, they must be smart. Look at how wealthy right. they are. Right. The world is built on a lot of bad ideas. There are good ideas, but there we can build a lot on bad ideas. You would be surprised how stable bad ideas are for a while. Oh yeah. Or how good they are at just pu- putting stuff uh, they're big lumps of stupid that you can put other things on top of. Yeah. Bad totally. things. Totally. Rickety things. And that there is some celebration in things falling apart. Yeah. I guess. Sure. Like bad beliefs. Yes. 
um, not communities, not things built that you were, but like re- when you have a bad belief shattered, that's a good thing. Dan, I hate fireworks. I think they're stupid, but they're loud. They disturb dogs. They, like the other night, someone was setting off fireworks here. And I swear they must have had them. And they're like, what if we just set off one firework per minute for three hours? So it was yeah. like pop. Pop, 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 pop. <laughs> pop. And it, oh, it was like, okay, just either set them all off. Right. Or fucking stop. Right. Because this dripping of the fireworks. <laughs> Do you but remember... It, the summer of 2020 when there was a raging conspiracy theory that kids setting off fireworks was a psyop from the U.S. government? No, I don't remember that. You don't? No. Really? I don't remember that at all. Other that things was were going a, on. That was a whole thing. What was the psyop? That they... that. Oh my God, Maureen, that was, I remember that this was all sort of Twitter fueled. So, you know, you've got that going for you, but you know, things like, oh, I saw a van pull up and give fireworks to all these kids. And the psyop was to make people nuts by launching fireworks at ridiculous levels when in, in the whole time I kept being like, what? I, this is every summer right around the 4th of July. Like, and the weird thing was, whoa, what do you know? The PSYOP pretty much came to a screeching halt after July 4th. Right. Um, but yeah, it was, I think the basic theory at this point now was everyone was home. Usually you go out at night. You don't notice that there are, are fireworks going off in your neighborhood uh, throughout the night. Coupled with kids are usually out doing other stuff, but now they don't. And fireworks are fun, right? Like, but um, yeah, that was a whole thing. You don't remember that? That mm. was a whole thing. Possibly, Dan, because I was in New York where the mayor had a real brainwave. Yeah. They didn't want to have fireworks that would have people gather. Because, yeah, if there were fireworks, right. people would all gather in the same place. <laughs> right. So the, so the city had a wonderful idea. Yeah. And that was there were going to be... Surprise fireworks! <laughs> every part, every five, all the five boroughs at an unspecified time and location. Perfect. We're going to get a giant fireworks display. Yeah. No one was going to be told where or when, Dan. Perfect. It's just suddenly somewhere in your neighborhood, there were going to be explosions. <laughs> Perfect. But specifically, they could not tell you so you wouldn't gather to see them. You would just be taken by surprise by the massive explosions somewhere in your somewhere in your burrow. That's fun. Now, Dan, it was a bit of a tense time. We also have a little bit of experience here in New York with things that explode. There's that. So, yes, the city decided that they would take us by surprise with the fire. I love it. I so love it. We would all be on tender hooks going. Are we going to be the subject of the fireworks? Are they just going to start going off when we're least expecting it? Are they, in fact, fireworks? <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. Dan. Hmm? It's not that my beliefs were shattered this week. It was just a reminder of what they were to begin with. That what I was at, some core beliefs that I'd forgotten that were pushed because they're core, they're down at the bottom. And now I'm looking yeah. down to the bottom of the pool and going, oh, that's that's something I was raised thinking. 
Yeah. I see it now at the bottom of the lake. Right. And there were many other terrible things done. It's not that I came from a bet. It's just that's how things are. These are some American beliefs. Yeah. American exceptionalism. Yep. And yeah. The Fourth of July, just, everybody. Just I need to tell you a very funny exchange that has happened in texts during this. Mm. I uh, I had a I had a meeting at noon. That's we are not only are we recording a day early, but we are also recording earlier than normal because I had a noon meeting, and that noon meeting canceled during uh, during this call. So I sent Janice a text to say, "Oh, my noon canceled because uh, we have a bunch of different things we need to do." Uh, in anticipation of little one's birthday tomorrow, including go to the grocery store. And she was going to go this morning because I had these calls, blah, blah, blah. But I just said, oh, you know, my my noon canceled. And she writes back, okay. And then she says, it's a zoo here. And I'm like, oh, no, what's going on upstairs? Why is it a zoo? And so I just gave a question mark because we were recording. And she writes, I'm at the grocery store. I had no idea. And she said, did you not notice the little one down there? At some point, she came downstairs very briefly, but I thought she just grabbed something. But he's apparently down here in the other part of the basement. And then she writes, I let him play his game with headphones on because of the cursing. (laughs) Where is he? He's in that way. So it turns out he's been down here this whole time. (laughs) Thankfully, I think he's been... Busy in Hyrule. He's just been sitting there with like a visor on and a blowtorch. <laughs> exactly. Just doing his thing. Anyway, guess what? What? This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who. Our Patreon, where every Sunday you get this all over again if you give it the 5 or $10 a month level. And that $10 a month level also gets you a sticker in the mail because you become a member of the Says Who Sticker Club. Our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Our logo was designed by Darth. You can contact us at Says Who Podcast on Twitter. You can email at hey, that is H-E-Y, at SaysWhoPodcast.com. We're on Mastodon at Says Who at OMFG.town. You can join the discussion on Facebook at slash group slash Says Whovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. If you want to join the fan run Discord server, you can go to tinyurl.com slash says who Discord and whatever you do, spread the word, subscribe, leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever it is that you can listen and you can join us next Wednesday, July 12th. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, I had the same thought <laughs> for our very next episode from my basement in Chicago. I am Dan Singer. Now, let me think for a second there, Dan. July twelfth, we're going to be. We are now how many? About two or three weeks away from indictment.com guy getting called back on the job. Uh, there should be. I have at least one. There should be one federal update trial probably on the fourteenth of July. That's what's that one. Uh, it's going to be for them to discuss how they're going to handle classified documents. It's probably also will be where the judge changes the date. The, right. um, the feds have already asked to push it to December because, you know, we're already in July and the Trump team does not have security clearance yet. So almost certainly it will be pushed back. We'll, we'll have that. We'll have Georgia. Yep. I feel like we're having a nice, relaxing summer of terrible 
Supreme Court decisions before the absolute gravy mayhem. Yeah. I don't know why I thought it was gravy, but I see it as gravy. I like gravy mayhem. It's a good yeah. term. Yeah, it's gravy mayhem. It's kind of glooping, kind of a primordial yeah. bloop on the stove. Bloop. Primordial gravy, you know, gravy mayhem. Yeah. It's going to wow. be so nuts, Dan. It's going to be I think gravy there's going to be some see you tomorrows in the fall, you know. I just feel like we're Probably. really coasting right now. Well. Do you feel you relaxed? Know. Do you feel loose? No. Okay. Not in the least. Anyway, why don't you say where you're at and what your name is? From a place where I see a vista of green, I see birds, I see life, despite many things that we wish we could change but can't. But what we can change is our own attitudes, our own Mm -hmm. feelings. Mm -hmm. We can investigate core beliefs. We can buy some books. We can go on sites and tell people about books. We can go up to people on the street and go, hey, you reading any books? We can, um, we can leave books under, you know, just leave them on people's doorsteps. Uh, we can lean into their windows if they... Did, did I ever tell you, Dan, that when, uh, when, uh, Oscar, when Oscar lived in England, his last apartment had these, it was a ground floor apartment. It was, the, it was in such terrible condition. There was the one day that the oven fell on me and the slugs were there, but, you know, but they had these low, very, very rickety glass windows and we used to keep them open at night. Okay. And there was a band playing. There was a terrible band practicing across the way. It was so loud because it was like, imagine a band practicing 10 feet away from you. And that's what it was. And we were like, oh my God, we're never going to get to sleep. And literally another neighbor, as we were in bed, leaned in the window fully like leaned into our bedroom when we were in bed and went, can you believe this? <laughs> like they just popped into the room. Like they were in a cartoon. <laughs> we were like, ah, sure. Now imagine that, but with books, you know what I just realized as you were talking, what I haven't eaten any food yet today. I haven't either. It's, we noon. should eat something. We yeah. should eat something. It's one. I'm hungry. This has been Says Who.